Welcome to Leading Lights. You're about to hear a message from Lighthouse Church in Jersey. Lord Jesus, please would you teach us. Teach us today, Lord. Let us not leave here without learning what you're wanting our hearts to learn. Not just head knowledge, but heart knowledge. Let it change our lives today, I pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So we've been talking about values. Your values are the things that touch your emotions and they touch your uh, will. You, you start to make decisions based on what's important to you. So if you're a young male or female and you are desperate to find a girlfriend or a boyfriend, that's a value. It's a treasure. Jesus said where your treasure is, your heart is, you value that relationship. You want to have a girlfriend or a boyfriend and it will affect your heart your emotions, you're sad if you don't have it, and you're happy if that girl looks at you or if that guy calls you, whatever it is, and it affects your actions, your will, you start to change your lifestyle to try and make it happen. You, you spend money on your looks and you try and make yourself look great, you, you try and go to the places where you think that boy or that girl will be, it changes your life. And the purpose of our sermon series, we celebrate this, we're saying if we can find the things that we celebrate, it will reveal what is valuable to us, what our heart's treasures really are. Why? Why is that important? Because what we value and what we treasure will affect not just our life and our emotions and our decisions here on earth, but eternity. Eternity. It is possible for us to run after what the world runs after. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6 that the world runs after, I need to get food, I need to get clothing, shelter, I need to be worried about this, that, and the other. And he said, don't worry about that. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you as well. It's possible for us to run after things that we think are important, we think are valuable. But then we come to the end of our lives and we're ushered into eternity and we realize that this little world was just a tiny little waiting room for the main event which is eternity and what we valued here on earth decides where we spend eternity. And it's possible that a person would spend energy, time, money, emotions uh, valuing something and get to the end of their lives and realize that that thing is actually worthless. It doesn't matter. It doesn't last for eternity. And there were these other things that God says are important. Relationships, His presence, His grace. These things that we've been talking about as values that are important, that last forever. We realize that those things were available to us on this life. We could have participated and jumped in with both feet into all of those things on this earth and it would have blessed us here we would have had joy and peace and all the good things that come with doing God's will here on earth but more importantly we then get into heaven where all those things are maxed out where they're turned up completely and we get full relationships we're known as we know as we are known fully open we have the presence of God fully we have God's grace fully and today, I want to talk about this parable that Bronnie told the kids. Jesus said, at the end of the parable of the sheep, he said, there is more joy 
in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 just or righteous people who do not need to repent. And what that tells me, Jesus said, there's more joy in heaven over this one thing than over all these other things. Now we know it talks about 99 people who are already saved and one person who's not saved. But it also speaks to our values. And I want to just press into this a little bit further today. Why am I doing this? Because we as a church, if we do not have values that are the same as God's, if our values, if our things that we celebrate are different to what God celebrates, we're wasting our time. We can call ourselves a Christian church and we can go through all the motions, but actually it's only what God says is important that really matters. And we are deluding ourselves if we don't value what He values. Amen? Is that true? So that's why I want to talk about this, so that we can look at this and say, are those things that God says important, are those important to us? And is our priority order the same as God's? so that we can flow with what God's doing. You know, if we value what God values, number one, it lasts for eternity. It's not just for this life. Number two, we are fully fulfilled and happy as human beings because we're created to live in a certain way. And if we do it as God says we should, we get the fulfillment and joy. And uh, there's many other reasons as well. It's, it's, it's a blessing to us. I listed the reasons. Number one, we're celebrating what God celebrates. Number two, it lasts forever. Number three, it's not just about us. We're actually benefiting others. Number four, the whole of God's purpose in history is flowing to, to value these important things. And we flow with God's purpose. We find that we, I, I liked, I've said it before, we like, we're in the river of God's purpose. We find God pushing us along. We find Everything seems to be working easier and better because we're doing what God wants us to do when we value the things He wants us to value. There's a, a verse in Proverbs that says, In his heart a man plans his steps, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. I can be going against the grain of what God wants. I can call myself a Christian, but if I don't value the things that He values, if I don't celebrate what He celebrates, I find that I'm working against the, the current and I'm saying why is it so hard because I need to get my priorities lined up with God's and then lastly it's fulfilling it gives me joy so Lord please help us I really pray that the Lord would help us to get our priorities right we've done three values so far we're doing one today and the next week we're wrapping it up with a bit of an unusual service where we're going to kind of conclude it and then we'll go into new things after that. We're going to do a Valentine's talk on the 12th of February, where my wife and I will talk about issues relating to romance and all relationships, not just romance. And then we've got some other things planned from there. But this value today is an important one. We've talked about relationships, Christian relationships. Those are valuable. We celebrate them. They're worth putting time and energy into because they are wonderfully important in God's kingdom. We talked about His presence and, and God with us and how we celebrate. We've talked about God's grace, how He's not about harsh rules and trying to judge us. He's about kindness and love and we celebrate that. Today I want to talk about the lost sheep. If you and I, friend, do celebrate what God celebrates, getting the lost sheep in, it will change our lives. Our lives order and structure will be in the right order as God intended. When I put this first, reaching the lost, 
seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, bringing more and more people into his kingdom, all these other things get added as well. Everything else falls into place. When this is not my first priority in life, then a lot of the other things in my life may be good things, but I feel like I'm struggling and they're not, my life isn't in order. It's not working. It's not in balance. But when I put reaching the lost as the main priority in my life, as well as other priorities that are all good, but this one is the top one, when everything else gets ordered behind this main priority, my life flows according to God's plan. You say to me, Greg, what does that mean? Does that mean I must give up my job? No, a job is a wonderful thing, but it's done now. Instead of going to work to work for a boss to earn a paycheck, I say I'm going to work for the Lord. I'm doing a good job. I'm being the best shoemaker I can be or whatever it is, but I'm reaching the lost. I'm rubbing shoulders with the world and I'm being a good witness for Christ and I'm earning money that I can sow into his kingdom to extend his kingdom. Suddenly my reason for work changes. The reason I come to church is not just so that I can get a good feeling and feel happy and, and people can love me and tell me how great I am. I'm going to try and bring in the lost. The reason I do everything, the, when I move country, we, we moved to Jersey about eight years ago and we had a choice of moving to another country as well. And we said, where can the Lord use us best? My kids said, where can we play cricket? And that played a big part in us moving here. But I was saying in my heart, Lord, where can we reach most people for you? Every decision gets ordered behind this main decision of how can I reach the lost? And suddenly the Lord's provision, his blessing, his fulfillment, his joy floods into our lives. And us as a church, if we keep this thing, the main thing, it will bless us. Our church will continue to grow. We had 97 people on this Sunday last year in our church. And then last Sunday we had 145. We've grown by 50% because the Lord is helping us to grow through evangelism. And I want to I talk about that today. So Jesus said, there is more joy in heaven over one sinner. More joy means it's not the only joy. Evangelism is not the only thing that brings God joy. How many of us know that when we praise and worship God, it blesses his heart? It makes him happy. Amen? Amen. When I'm worshiping God, giving a sacrifice of praise, the Bible says it's pleasing to God. When I live a lifestyle that is according to his plan and purposes, it pleases God. When I give money to him and to the poor, it pleases God. When There's lots of things. When my relationships with Christians, how good and how pleasant it is when brethren dwell together in unity, it pleases God. There are many things that bring joy to God's heart. And there are many things we do in our lives that, that produce joy in God's heart and in ours. But he says there is more joy. In other words, this one is the highest priority. This one produces the most celebration in heaven. And it's when one person repents. And he says there's more over that than over the 99 who do not need to repent. In other words, the 99, let me try and put it in another descriptive context for you. Imagine there are uh, thousands of Christians gathered in a convention. Imagine we, we rented the biggest venue in Jersey and we got all the Christians together and we had a 10-hour praise and worship celebration. And it was wonderful and everyone was worshipping God with all their hearts. And the Holy Spirit's presence was tangible in the room. There were tongues of fire 
going around the place. There was the sound of angels singing. We could hear the trumpets of heaven. There was gold dust falling. There were people getting healed. There was miraculous words of prophecy and knowledge. For 10 hours, just the presence of heaven and worship. How many of you know that would be great? Amen? Jesus said there's something greater than that. And it's one person getting saved on the high street of St. Helier. Does that put it into context for you? As great as that is, there is something that causes, because that's the 99 righteous people who do not need to repent. They're doing everything right. God gets a lot of joy in them, but there's something that gives more joy and more warmth and more pleasure to God's heart. And that is the one person in their bedroom, kneeling next to their bed, giving their heart to Jesus. One unknown person gives more joy than lots of us having all the other benefits of Christianity. Wow. So, how do we do this? How do we do this as a church? I want to say that it's this massively um, high wall that if you're going to try and climb it on your own, if you take on this responsibility and say, I must reach the lost on my own, you will battle because you're never meant to, none of us is meant to do it on our own. God made us a body of believers. And it's only when each of us puts in our little piece that together we reach the world for Christ. You know, if you were to try and do it on your own, you would exhaust your finances very quickly. You would exhaust your emotional strength. You would say, I need helpers. I need prayer people to pray for me. I need people with different skills, some with administrative skills, some with serving skills, some with public relations, you know, um, marketing skills, some with all these different skills. I need all these people to help me. I'm struggling on my own. What happens when we come together as the church? I've spoken about it a couple of weeks ago. We are so different. You have gifts that you think, oh, this isn't an important gift. I, I'm, I like to go into the kitchen and make tea on a Sunday morning and get everything ready for the people at church. You say, that's not an important gift. Friend, each of us puts our little piece in and together... The body of Christ shines like a lighthouse into this world and people come to church who are lost, who are alone, who are far from God and they find Christ, not because of one person, not because of maybe two or three people, but because all of us together pool our resources, we work together as a team, we say we are doing this for Christ. We worship Jesus. And his presence comes. We love one another and people see the, the love of Christ. We extend grace and kindness and forgiveness instead of harsh rules and legalism. And, and the word of God is preached. And together, somehow, supernaturally, people come to church and they come to Christ. And a little church that started with four of us, five of us, Brenda's here today. There was Brenda and Dawn and Bronwyn and Greg sat on a bench at the Bridge Club up in St. Saviour's uh, seven years ago. And we said, Lord, please would you help us start a church in Jersey. And now there's 150. How does that happen? And people have come to know Christ. And Jesus' kingdom is extended in this place. How does that happen? It's not by one or two or four people. It's by the body of Christ saying, we're going to have relationships, we're going to love, we're going to worship, but we're keeping open to the world and we're trying to bring the world in. We have 
Christmas carol services, we have Easter services, we have Nations Sundays, we have special events, we go out on the streets on Saturdays, we have Alpha courses, we have life groups. You invite your friends just to your home to talk about Christ and the Kingdom of God is growing. I want to tell you, the Kingdom of God is growing in this place. And it's the number one priority. The, da the danger, the risk for us, and I've said this so many times, but I need to say it again, the risk for us is you were a sheep who was lost and Jesus brought you in but somehow we change our mindset and we stop thinking oh it's all about the lost sheep and we think oh it's all about me and my comfort and we start thinking church must be about making me happy I've got to like the singing I've got to like the service I've got to like the people I've got to like 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 it's like I'm a consumer going into a shop and saying have you served me well and if you haven't then that's not for me we change our mindset from being a lost sheep to being a consumer of goods and then we close our doors and our priorities can still be the presence of God can still be relationships can still be grace but when we lose evangelism as one of our main things we celebrate we have stopped being a lighthouse that shines to the world and we have become a little coffee club <laughs> and we're of no good to anyone Jesus said we are the salt of the earth but if the salt loses its saltiness it is no good for anything except to be crushed underfoot Salt is out there in the world. We're providing flavor. We're creating thirst. We're stopping decay in the world. We're out there. But the minute we start saying it's just about me and my pleasure in church, I've lost my saltiness. And Jesus said, we, we've lost the plot. So my challenge to you and to me today is where is your priority list of things that you value and you celebrate in life? You say, how can I tell? Well, it's the things that give you joy. I talked about a, a boy or a girl trying to get a boyfriend or a girlfriend and all the effort that they go to and all the joy that it produces when they get one. How about the things that God celebrates? His presence, reaching the lost, relationships, grace. Are those things that bring you joy? Secondly, you can tell because you put some effort into the things that are important to you. Are you putting effort into building the body of Christ and relationships and all these things? And thirdly, where you spend your money. If you made a list of all the things you spent your money on this year, where does extending God's kingdom come in that list? Why am I saying this? Because just as there's more joy in heaven over one person who rejoices, who, who repents, I've found in my life, when I put this piece of the puzzle in place, when I said everything I do has to come under this bigger picture of reaching the lost, all my church work, all my secular work, all my relationships, my everything in my life, when I put this piece of the puzzle first, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, then all these other things fell into place in my life. And I believe for us this year, if we will start to say, Lord, how do I order my church life and my personal life behind this bigger goal? When I make a decision about a job, about anything, every single decision I make, I say, Lord, what about this? Is this most important? And I start to bring my priorities into line with God's. Suddenly, the joy, the peace, the blessing floods in. And I find that I'm carried along by the river of God's purpose and I'm doing what he wants me to do. 
Thanks for listening. Please visit leadinglightsnetwork.com for more resources and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Please consider supporting this ministry financially by making a donation on the giving page of leadinglightsnetwork.com or lighthousejersey.com.